This week on the Do What Makes You Disney podcast, we discuss what does the future of what Disney World look like post-COVID-19 pandemic. Join us as we do what makes us Disney. Hello and welcome to episode number six of the Do What Makes You Disney podcast, where it is UK-based Disney Dads chat to what Disney World, Disneyland Paris and all things Disney. From ride reviews to current news, we hope to help you with your Disney blues. I'm Andy Robson, and I'll be your show host today. Joining me are my fellow hosts, Mr. Denny Perring. Hello, everybody. Uh, Mr. Lewis Miller. Hello, listener. So, chaps, how are we doing this week? Yeah, yeah, doing all right. <laughs> we didn't talk over each other, Lewis. Brilliant. Um, yeah, no, doing really good this week. Busy at work, as per. Um, trying to sort out a future Walt Disney World holiday, which is going just swimmingly. Um, that's about it, really, for me. What about you guys? What are you up to? Well, I am a busy boy too, um, mostly because of of the Perrin family. To be fair, um, but uh, yes, I uh, it's been a very busy week this week. Lots of uh, lots of interest in in holidays. There seems to be a buzz for future holidays, which is amazing. And uh, yes. Uh, I've been a busy boy, and I've uh, yeah had a few bookings this week, so I'm very happy, very happy indeed. How about you, Andy? You been busy? Yeah, busy working, guys. Um, just getting ready, you know, for the inevitable Monday the eighth when uh, the kids go back full time. Um, fortunately enough, I've had them in a couple of days a week, you know, for the last couple of months with uh, my role allowing me to do that. But uh, it's nice to get them back into the frogs. You know, it's upsetting for kids not to have their routines the way they should be, and. Mm even more for kids with um, enhanced needs. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to nick... Oh, my. They go back Monday, don't they? They go back Monday. Oh, how have I forgot that? Praise the Lord. This is like the greatest weekend ever, because the kids go back to school on Monday. And what happens tomorrow, Dan? Oh, what happens tomorrow? Oh, what happens tomorrow? Um, it better not disappoint, that's for sure. <laughs> So just to clarify for listener, we, we record on a Thursday night and we upload on a Saturday morning. So what happens tomorrow to us and what happens yesterday for you is... Wow, sorry, Danny, I've overtalked. Go on. No, WandaVision, season finale. It's... Um... Oh, it's all come down to this. So well, we'll soon see. I've got some theories um, for those of you obviously listening to the podcast um, we are going to do a, a WandaVision breakdown episode um, where we're going to get a, a big Marvel fan uh, aka my brother on the show and we're going to we're going to uh, discuss and chat all about WandaVision um, and if you are on the uh, the Get Binky Facebook group that we're all a part of as well um Sunday the 7th of March, if you are listening to it before that, at 7.30pm. Um, me and my brother are also going to be having a quick chat about WandaVision on that as well. I don't know how much detail we'll go into on that. Probably more detail on the podcast, to be perfectly honest, but uh, we'll see how it goes. So if you want to stick around and, and uh, watch us live on video on Sunday the 7th, we would uh, greatly appreciate you... Uh, showing your face and being part of our chat definitely yeah i'm looking forward to it. i will be uh tuning in as i know we would lewis and uh we will definitely we'll be, uh yep. we'll be checking it out um 
Cool. So but let's get into this, chaps, because we've had a, a really interesting offline discussion this last week, haven't we, regarding um, the future of what Disney World and how this is going to look. And Lewis has very generously put some information together that we're going to go through and talk about potential timelines, thoughts and feelings, but more importantly, how this impacts us, UK-based travellers, and of course, everybody else on the world that listens to this, uh, in terms of getting to that happiest place on earth. So, Lewis, where do we begin? Well, I've created a list of around about, well, 12 headline points, and specifically around Walt Disney World. Uh, so, things that have changed during the course of the pandemic, which we are wondering whether they'll continue to stay in place, and at what point, if they don't stay in place, at what point will they be taken away um so like i say we've got about 12 different points and there were probably a lot more but i think these are the, the kind of the headline points and like i say uh underneath each of those there's <laughs> there's probably a few more so um who knows this this could uh this could be an hour chat it could be a three hour chat um <laughs> depends on how much we how, how much detail we want to go into it so um i'll start with the very very first one because Obviously, with with COVID, there have been a lot of health and safety protocols put into place. And the first ones I think we need to discuss uh, are temperature checks, because when you go into the park now, everybody has to be uh, temperature checked. And I can't remember the exact uh, figure that you have to be under, um, but uh, if you if you go over that particular number, uh, then you have to be put into a cooling tent uh, just for a time to cool down and then you're checked again uh, and then you uh, if you're still not uh, you'd still go over that your whole party has to be is sent home uh, obviously we're, they're wearing masks there and it's a very strict ruling around masks and of course the other thing that we're all used to at the moment is social distancing so um where do we want to start? Should we just start with the the the, the temperature te- checks, guys? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's something I guess we're not particularly used to here. Uh, we we don't. That's not really happened in the UK at the moment. Um, no. But you know, obviously, it's a it's a it's a measure at this point in time. Uh, how long do we think that will be in place, um, Danny? Um, so I've just had a quick look. So it's guests with temperatures 100.4 and above will not be allowed entry, nor will those in their party. Um, so, I mean, I can still see this going into 2022, if I'm honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking around like April, May sort of time depending on how everything goes that the things like the temperature checks and all that will um um will continue it's the same with a lot of the stuff in these the health and safety protocols i still think you're going to see it into 2022 um but i can't it's it's me with a crystal ball isn't it trying to trying to guess what's what's going to happen in the future um i mean I would like to think that we won't see things like that into 2023, but 
you know, we don't know what the world is going to spit out at us. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this the temperature checks will go into 2022 at least. But you, Andy? So I, I I've had some experience this with my company, uh, who obviously I won't name. Um, so the engineering engineers have to do a temperature check each morning uh, before they start work, and if they're over, uh, it's 37.5 Celsius in the UK, 100.4 Fahrenheit in the US. Uh, just in case somebody's listening in the UK thinking, crikey, 100 degrees Celsius. <laughs> no wonder they're not going <laughs> in. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, my, my company does that. It's over 37.5. You have to cool down. You give it 10 minutes. You have to retest. And if it's still over, you you know, you escalate to a manager. And at that stage, uh, the engineers uh, potentially look at isolating pending a uh, COVID test. It could just be that somebody's got temperature. Um, I work in an office complex uh, where... There is a machine that records the temperature when people come in. Um, this time of year, the big sort of danger for us is like, you know, when we're driving to work, um, you've got your heater on in your car and it's obviously overcooked. And then, again, same situation, you've got to go and cool down. Um, my thoughts are this. I think the temperature checks will stay as long as there is X amount of cases of COVID within the Florida uh, state. Uh, maybe not national. Because there is a chance that Florida itself may get immunized before, say, South Colorado or maybe Texas. Um, I don't know. It depends on obviously how the Americans do their vaccination program, I, which I've been following quite close with Joe Biden in recent days. Um, that's my thought. Yeah, I, I don't. I know they're talking about having enough vaccines for everybody by the end of May, but it doesn't mean that everybody's yeah. going to have the vaccine. I would say at least into early 2022. But it depends on how quickly they can vaccinate the population and then how quickly they can rule out any final cases of COVID-19. You'd like to think that Disney are trying to put things in place of, you know, let's let's try and get the visits to the parks as normal as normal as they can be. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting this week that he tightened up on the mask ruling. I've mm. seen that. So yeah, you, know, you have to wear them in the restaurants now, don't you? you know, yeah. So when you went before, when you've gone to the restaurant, you've uh, been able to sit down, take your masks off, uh, and chat to each other, and it's just you know get heavy drinks and all that kind of stuff. Now, until you, your food actually arrives, you have to keep your mask on, and obviously mm. take it off when you want to have a sip of your drink or whatever. Uh, I find that really interesting that they've made that decision now, uh, when we're actually hopefully coming out of everything. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about that. I mean, maybe I'm thinking with that rule is it's more for the cast member than it is for the guest. You think about it. These these cast members have been, you know, they, they've been around all these guests in a restaurant that that um, that haven't had to wear masks and. They've been exposed to all that. I know they're wearing face coverings, but still, it doesn't. It, it didn't. It didn't sort of seem right to me that the the the, the servers are wearing the face masks and the, the guests are just sitting there having a jolly old time. It, and then you know, just because you're at a table, you know, COVID's not that. COVID's not that stupid. It knows how to get to somebody at a table. Do you know what I mean? It's. Uh, I think I think it's a sensible thing for Disney to do. I know, like you say, things are slowing down, but 
I do think it's a sensible thing for Disney to do just to just to maybe help out the cast member a little bit more. Andy, you got any thoughts? Yes. I don't think anything you guys have said is completely wrong. It's I, for me, this feels like, and I'm going to paraphrase something that Danny's going to tickle his chin when I say it, but this feels like the end game. This feels like everybody's <laughs> now, yeah, <laughs> everybody's battling down the hatches to say, listen, if we, if we sort our stuff out, if we stop messing around and stop being prats, we can get out of this this year. And this is what upsets me so much with so many people. And it's not just in the UK, it's worldwide. It's just still blatantly ignorant of the fact that there's this global killing virus that has. You know, maybe it hasn't killed more people than the bubonic plague, but let's be honest, we don't want it to. <laughs> There's a reason why we took these measures. And this is very much the end game. If we, if we can get this right now, this year, we can get 2021 right. Then all right, yeah, maybe not. We might we might not get to Florida this year. And I'm, I'm good for people like yourself, Louis, who are obviously hoping for it. But it means that we can go in 2022, we can go in 2023. There's no messing around with masks. There's no temperature checks. There's no social distances. We can all cram in front of that castle at 10 o'clock at night and watch Happily Ever, Ever After and think, wow, what a blip that was. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Completely right. Absolutely. You, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. And, of course, you know, really, Disney probably should have put that rule in at the, at the very outset. Like yeah. And, uh, but, hey, they've... Yeah, I completely get your your point there, Andy, and I think that's a, a point very well made. And of course, social distancing—we know about social distancing. That's something that we we have in in the UK in abundance. We know that we're never going to set foot near anybody ever again. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, but I think obviously Disney want to reduce that social distancing as soon as they possibly can to cram more people into the parks. So, yeah. Uh, Again, I think I think it's something that they're looking to get rid of already. You have a look at some of the photos from was it President's Weekend the other weekend yeah. or something like. Yeah. The Magic Kingdom was ramoed. Yeah, the queues going to Epcot was just yeah. craziness. I mean, you yeah. know the you know the walkway in between It's a Small World and Peter Pan. That's normally busy anyway. Yeah. Right, regardless of whether there's a pandemic or not. Um. That was absolutely chock-a-block the other day at the Magic Kingdom. And I thought to myself, this is with lower capacity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And but again, I do I think I think Disney is trying to are trying to slowly implement uh the the, the uh, social distancing to, to disappear. Mm. Yeah. Uh it it seems that way. They it seems as though the capacity reduction has well, sorry, has increased. It seems that we said that the other the other week. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's increased a little bit more. Uh, and uh, funny enough, I, I don't know whether you guys caught the Disney dish with Len Tester and Jim Hill last week, but I did. Uh, Len, Te Len Tester was saying something along the lines of actually the park crowd levels are kind of around about normal as to what they would mm. normally be, which is quite interesting. Uh, even though there is a reduced capacity, it's kind of now feeling like it's what it would normally be at this time of year. So um, that's, uh, I thought that was quite an interesting. Yeah, point. it was quite an interesting point that you made. Yeah. So the other thing I just want to, before we get to the, the end of the health and safety protocols, 
just want to ask the question do you think that disney will ever introduce or need to introduce of just rapid testing for guests before they enter the park but we'd seen technology you know coming in where we're getting 20 minute tests i'm sure that at some point they're going to have one minute tests or 30 second tests would do you ever foresee that coming in to play nah, no? uh, disney will lose no. too much money to start doing that you nah, really they'll let the airlines they'll... do it yeah, I mean, if Disney did it, they'd probably charge extra for it anyway, so... <laughs> it's a money-making scheme. It you know, is. Mr. Chapex all over that, so... Yeah. Who knows? It could come in. But <laughs> Turns uh, out everything so... was Mickey's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I think, is the general consensus here that we think that these protocols will clearly go away as soon as they are, they physically can? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I agree with that. I think they will they will still be in place by the some of them will still be in place by the end of the year. And I I do think probably into some into twenty two, but I think they Disney will want to get rid of them as soon as possible. So the next thing on the list, gentlemen, is the beloved park reservation system, which ruffled so many feathers over here. Um, mm. A lot of our friends really are not happy about this park reservation system. Um, although, to be fair, I, by the time we get over there, um, I'm not sure it's going to make a huge amount of difference. But um, what, what's our feelings on the park reservation system, uh, Andy? Do you want to just uh, start us off on that one? Not greatest fan of it for for the reason of that. Um... We have a completely different system of travel in the UK, right? So if, if I lived in the States, I live somewhere like Tampa, um, there is the thought that I have an annual pass if I've managed to still got one or I can buy a ticket in advance and it's not going to cost me the ends of the earth to then turn and say, I'll get a one-day ticket. We'll go do Magic can- Kingdom, say, on the 16th of May. Um, I can book it now. But the thing is, we book everything in advance. So when I book a package deal... Um, you know, to, to go to Orlando for say for twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, see your great adventures for a deal. Um the, the, idea, the idea is I'm paying that off. So it, it becomes an eight thousand pound price tag at least for a family of four. And that's a really cheap holiday. And most people don't tend to pay that off until like two, three months before they travel. My concern is two, three months before we travel, is there going to be any availability left? And the thing is, in my experience last year when I was planning to go for this May, uh, Virgin, who I had booked with at the time, Virgin Holidays, wouldn't release the the theme park ticket codes to match up to my Disney account until 25% of the tickets have been paid and the rest of the holiday. So for that reason, from a UK perspective, I don't like it. I like the idea of a fast pass system that I can book 60 days out and I like the whole park hopping system. But at the same time, I also understand without being completely idiotic, I understand that Disney has to be able to control numbers, he says, after what Danish just said in that last conversation. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not well, a but fan it's of it. true though. It, but it's true, though. That's what the park reservation is there for right now. It is to control numbers. It is to... Um, you know, it is to put in that into that algorithm on the computer what how many people can be in that park so, at, at one specific time. 
And I, it, it is for that reason at the moment. Well, your mate, Pete Werner, um, did a really oh, interesting mate. show a couple of years ago on the dates, and he introduced, he had the guy on who owns uh, touring plans that um, Lewis has mentioned in the past. Yeah, and, Len. And he was doing a really in-depth. Len Tesla, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was a really good show. So, you know, phenomenal insight these guys have got. You know, if you ever... You know, we're not affiliated with Touring Plans by any measure. We'd love to be, if you're listening. Um, but <laughs> the conversation he had is that they have people that go into the parks and they measure. And let's say, for example, you take Space Mountain. Space Mountain has cars that can carry up to six people. And let's say they run 50 cars per hour, okay? Basic maths, you're looking at about, what, 600 people an hour? What Disney will do in order to drive capacity is they will take three cars out. So you're losing 18 people per hour, I'm just throwing out random numbers here, but they'll make people queue longer. Mm. So the, the capacity in the park hasn't changed. The driving wait times, the drive wait times, the drive uh, other things like uh, people buying merchandise because obviously they're not going to wait for a line or they're buying drinks, they're buying this, they're doing that, they're doing this. Disney are known, have been known and obviously touring plans when they're on there, what's the guy's name? Lentester. Lentester, sorry. Yeah. Len, I do apologise. It's Thursday night. It's nearly, well, yeah, I've been up since five. It's nearly 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I do apologise. Um, Disney are known to do this. They've got a history of doing this. And this is my major concern with this new park reservation system is like, has Bob, you know, it was Bob all along, has Bob turned around and said, as part of my next evil diabolical plan, uh, I'm going to make people wait because. I will make more money. And he's like, I'm trying to get the quote that he said this week um, to his shareholders that Disney is now invested in direct to consumer product to maximize profits. Okay. You know, you've heard many people say it before, and Pete Werner himself has said it before. You look at people like Bob Iger. Bob Iger was an innovator. He brought Marvel in, he brought Star Wars in, and he brought Pixar in. Bob is Michael Eisner reincarnate. And he's after one thing, and it goes ka-ching. That, that's my view on it. I don't like it. Well, firstly, I think that's very harsh on Michael Eisner. Um, I don't yeah. know. It's, it's serving a purpose right now. But yes, we all know what Disney do. We all know that they push people around the parks try and get them into certain certain areas of the parks that are quiet at certain times. This is why magic bands were invented. You know, it's yep. it is a way it is a way to to track the movements of of the guests while they're going around the park. Um you know I'm I'm going with what the park reservation system is there for right now. And I I personally I've got no problem with it. But I'm saying I've got no problem with it because I haven't had to use it. Now, if I had to use it, then I might be singing a different tune because you know, I might end up getting frustrated with it or, um, you know, oh, I really wanted to do Galaxy's Edge this day and there's no Hollywood studios left or something like that. Hmm. You know, so... I. I, 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 I'm, I'm all for it right now. I don't want to see it stay. Um, I want to, I want to see, I want to see 
that go and and everything back to normal in terms of being able to um being able to visit the parks as and when you please yeah 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 i mean andy i, I totally agree with you uh with a couple of things that you said there particularly with regard to uh, the fact that the way that we holiday in the uk uh, and the fact that we don't have that ability to particularly just buy a Disney package without a flight. Um, so th there is a benefit for buying a package and not everybody does that. If you buy a, pa a holiday package, normally you will get your Disney tickets and they involve Disney tickets. They You normally will get your Disney tickets uh, straight away so you can book your reservations. If you're buying things separately, so for example, if you book your villa separately and your flights, uh, with your tickets separately, you will have to pay full payment for your tickets in order for you to get them and then make your park reservations. The The downside to that right now is if we can't go, then you've got out-of-date tickets, invalid tickets, which you should be able to get moved, but, but it's a hassle. So you're absolutely right, Andy. It does make things very difficult for us in the UK. However, if you are buying a Walt Disney World package uh, through Walt Disney World Holidays or through an independent travel agent like us, um, then <laughs> you can you can get you can get the benefits of having those tickets. For me, as Denny says, the park reservation system is there to help with staffing levels to understand. It, it is it is to cap people right now, and I think I've said before that i feel that there's a, there is an an element where they disney are trying we've and we've had this conversation where we've said that disney are putting prices up and they're trying to almost put it to an an elite kind of person so they're making more money from less people as as such and i think that's kind of where this this, this uh reservation system is coming in as well where they can see how many people are coming into the parks um, how many restaurants they need to have open how many cast members they need to have in there so it's definitely there for a reason bearing in mind right now this is still set until January the 14th 2023 you mm. have to make a park reservation and and I remember Josh Gimaro saying there are certain things that we are doing right now which will be staying in place I'm going to be honest guys I'm, I die, yeah. I'm in two minds whether this is going at all yeah i'm 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 uh, i think it will definitely be here for the 50th anniversary yeah without absolutely. a doubt um whether it's it's then retired after that maybe but yeah. i'm i'm in two minds whether this is going at all um uh so you know it's uh it's definitely something we we need to keep an eye on uh, and uh, like as you said also andy about you know, if you, when you pay your your final balance and you get your tickets uh, within a couple of months, it, it, are there going to be parks available? I mean, I was fortunate enough to book my our July holiday uh, last year, and you know, we changed it from last year to this year, and uh, immediately we booked our our parks and literally went Magic Kingdom, Epcot, uh, uh, Universe, uh, no, Hollywood Studios, and um, Animal Kingdom. 
and then just repeated it <laughs> like day after day. There was no flexibility there, really. We just thought, right, we're going to just do those parks in, in that order and just keep it there. So we've got those reservations in place. Um, but, um, yeah, so uh, for me, I don't think this is going anywhere, for, at least for another two and a half years. I don't know how you guys yeah. feel about that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, again, uh, I, I'm I I I'm with you on because <laughs> I did think about it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this sticks around forever. Roger, it's a money making scheme. It is going to be around forever. <laughs> well, as long as uh, Mr. Chapex around, I do think that these kind of things are, you know, if he sees like the the dollars coming in, then it's going to be there for a while so um uh, but if i if i may kind of move move on to i'm bringing this up the list a little bit guys because actually i think it's quite relevant uh and that is the park hopping changes because obviously they kind of go hand in hand these yeah. these uh two things so uh, currently uh well as of I think it was when was it the first of January? Before the first of January, there was no park hopping whatsoever. Uh, as of the first of January, you still have to make a park reservation for your initial park that you want to go to, and you need to go to that park and you need to tap in and and visit that park. And then once you've done that, after two p.m. now, as long as there's a space in another park, you can go and and hop to that other park. Um, how uh, how do we feel about this as a as a current ruling and um where do we see it in the future um danny uh again current ruling i i'm all for it you know it's good that the park hopping's back you know it, that that was that was like devastating wasn't it when oh no no park hopping you understood yeah. why but it was like ah oh. um and um you know it was uh it, it was just one of those things that when people heard it was coming back um they were they were over the moon um and the way it is right now with the 2 p.m after 2 p.m if there's a if there's availability there i i think it's uh i think it's really good for now um again it's one of those things that it wouldn't surprise me if it stuck around. You reckon? Oh, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it is one of those things again. It's uh, will they revert back to to what it was before, or is it going to be like what the park reservation system might be, and it sticks around? Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Um, how do you feel, Andy? I think this particular guideline around the park hopping will stick around as long as the park reservation system will do. Once that goes, the, the old rule of park hopping, I think, will come back in, and that'll be it. It'll just be yet another blip in Disney's fantastic history. All right. Okay. So, for me, I think they'll want to bring park hopping back as soon as they possibly can, but I never really kind of thought about the whole. I should have done, but I didn't think about the whole <laughs> reservation system. 
I just thought, oh yeah, they'd want to get park hopping back in in place. But you're right. As soon as long as that reservation system's in place, that is going to be the only way that rule's going to work. Yeah. Um, I'm gutted by that. Right now, I'm sitting here thinking, ah, oh, <laughs> I just didn't think of that at all. Um, so yeah, I I think you're right. If it goes hand in hand, uh, we in this park reservation system goes. Uh, park hopping will remain kind of as it is. They might find some new ways technologically to make it work in in other ways, but uh, yeah. Oh, that's a bit gutted, really. I'm gutted. Yeah. Uh, I just I thought it would go with the, the health and safety protocols. To be honest with you, I thought as soon as as soon as those kind of health and safety things were gone, then uh, park hopping moved back. But you're absolutely right from a technical point of view. It it's got to stay with the, the park reservation system. Yeah, it's all down to that reservation system at the end of the day, isn't it? If that goes, park hopping comes back. If that stays, um, park hopping remains as it is, and it's uh, after 2 p.m. jobby. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, that, that's kind of taken me back there a little bit. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, I just didn't think that one through. We're so clever. Uh, Right. So uh, another thing that kind of goes, I guess, sort of hand in hand, not it doesn't really, but it's uh, it's part and parcel of parks reservations and, and all that kind of stuff. It's fast passes. Uh, currently, because of the park reservation system and the limited amount of, uh, of people that we uh, allegedly are in the park, um, there is still no fast passes because apparently there's not enough pe- people in the parks make a fast pass system worthwhile this has got to come back hasn't it andy i think it has um because you're right mate again it's all coming back to this uh, reservation system it's all coming back to capacity um i i am really really intrigued by what they're they're saying is happening in the park so i'm just in the process of loading up the disney world app because i i want to look at the numbers now because they're saying capacity is not high enough to determine um, people needing it, then I want to see what the wait times are. So, okay, I'm just looking at Magic Kingdom right now, and I'll go to the rides to me that are always big queues. So, looking at Peter, Pan. Peter Pan is exactly where I'm heading to. So, yeah. Peter Pan at this moment in time, do you want to take a guess? Uh, 45 minutes. Uh, Danny says 45. So it's five in the afternoon there. So it's coming up to tea time. I, I'm going. I'm going to go for ninety. Twenty minutes. Shut minutes? up. No, twenty minutes. No, but I'm call, I'm calling shenanigans. It's another Disney app that doesn't work. Oh, yeah, no because the, the Prince Charming Regal Carousel currently has a fifteen minute wait time. Fifteen. Fifty five zero. Nah. Uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at 55. Both Mountains, Splash and Thunder are 60. And Space is 25. Right, let, let's flip parks. Uh, let's head over to Epcot. Epcot, the, the longest wait time is Test Track at 55. Right. Yeah. Soaring's at 50. And Frozen is at 40. The rest are all manageable. So they're not, they're not te- that's not terrible. They're like, not, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not shocking. I've waited nine know. minutes, 90 minutes before now for Soaring. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Hollywood Studios. Um, it's flight. 
Strike passage well, that I'm interested that, in. It, so Hollywood Studios will be um, Smuggler's Run. Yeah. Uh, Mickey uh, Slinky Dog Dash and Minnie and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Right, so Slinky Dog is 60. Smuggler's yeah. is 45 and Mickey and Minnie's yeah. 45. Obviously, the app doesn't show wait times for Rise of Resistance because it's not on that No, system. it's all boarding past. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Star Tours is at 30 minutes. That's doable. Uh, 60 minutes for Tower, uh, 35 minutes for Rocking. Right. Let's take bets. Tell me about fire passage. Come on. Right. What are you saying, Lewis? Well, in the current standing, if, if, if all the other parks are to go by, then it can't be any more than 90 minutes. 65. In a second, because it's not showing. I'm not have a quick look. Probably broken down. <laughs> right, okay. I oh, know, sorry, it's not Rise of the Resistance we're talking about, is it? It's um... Interestingly enough, the <laughs> app isn't showing me wait times. Wow. Ooh. Okay. So it could That's be either the app's broken or... <laughs> of course it is. Uh, hurry up, Disney Genie. Um, oh, is that going to be an? Oh, that's, that's something we haven't got down. Um, um it's I, 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 it's on my notes, guys. I put Disney Genie question mark yeah, next to number good. six on our list of stuff. Yeah. So, okay. well, yeah. So cool. Yeah. So why don't should we move on to the experience app and talk yes. about that stuff next? Let's do that. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Absolutely. Uh, it seems to flow quite well. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> of course, at the moment, uh, well, if you haven't been to Walt Disney World for a while, then you won't know about the My Disney Experience app. Uh, but it's a kind of a, a technical... <laughs> you want to say it's a technical, logical marvel, but it doesn't always work very well. Uh, and people have slated it quite badly. But I've never had an issue with it, guys. I, I just want to just say that um, never had an issue with it uh, but what it's uh it does now is it helps you with your online check-in so you don't have to go to the, de the desk so there are no touch points at the desk you can just go and uh check in with your phone and you can also open the door with your phone as well weirdly enough uh so when it tells you what what room you go to you go in and you can open your door with your phone which is bonkers um Mobile ordering is a massive thing now. So for a lot of counter service restaurants, you can place your order uh, before you go to the restaurant. You can be sitting on a ride somewhere, place your order. And then and then when you get near to the restaurant, you can say, I'm here. And then they kind of do uh, bring your order out for you to collect. Obviously, at the moment, um, well, not obviously, but at the moment there you can do you get your boarding groups or boarding passes for Rise of the Resistance ride, which we'll touch on a bit more. And uh, you can also uh, get your fast passes on there when they're we're working. Is there anything else I've missed out on that, guys? Obviously, the park times, as we've already discussed. <laughs> um, anything else? I mean, that's pretty much it for me. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure D that's, that's... Dining reservations. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. they're not doing oh, yeah. lots of at the moment, Alex, so... Ah. Yeah, well, they're not—they're not really doing any, are they? No, well, we'll come on to that. We'll, we'll come, come on, on to that. Next, yeah, sorry, we? go on. Yeah. So, with regards to the app, um, Danny, I mean, obviously, this is definitely going to be one of the things that's going to stay, and it's only going to get 
it's only going to get better, you would hope. Oh, absolutely. Um, go for it. Yeah, I mean, things like the, the online check-in and the mobile ordering, I think Disney are going to push that to the moon. I don't see... I don't see any of that stuff going. That, that if anything, they're gonna they're gonna want you to do more of it because yeah. they're they're gonna want contactless payment. They're gonna want contactless, um, you know, contactless entry into the room. And um, you know, there's a, I know we're gonna talk about magic bands uh, a bit later, but using your phone to open a door, it it eliminates the use of the magic band, which I think right now it seems as if Disney have given up on the magic band phenomenon that, that they had when it all first started coming that. out. Well, I'll, I'll wait for you to finish and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, in terms of the mobile ordering again, I think contactless, um, you know, contactless payment, no cash, because if you think about it, a lot of, especially when we go over, I don't know about you, but I don't really use my card. Um, I would say 99.9% of all payments I make when I'm out there is cash transactions. Um, I, I, I think I've only ever used my card like twice um, on, a, on a Florida trip. So... I think Disney are going to want the mobile ordering pushed more and more. So, you know, the likes of myself will put a card on file and will, um, you know, will use that system more. Um, and in terms of um, the boarding groups, like the Rise of the Resistance, I have my note here is more will come. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing all major headline attractions come with boarding groups to start with. So I am going to throw Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind into that equation. I'm going to throw Tron Light Cycle into that equation because when all these new headline attractions open they know people are going to go straight for that attraction so i think disney are going to want to try and spread the people around yeah. the park like they have done with with rise yeah. you know if you can get That's a really right if you can get a rise um building group that is so that's, danny that's really interesting and i wonder actually do you reckon they'll test that with Ratatouille? I don't know. See, I think we would know about that if they were going to be using it for Ratatouille. I think we would know about it by now. You'd like to think. Because yeah. those doors are literally ready to open. Yeah. It's, it's not far away. So... I don't know. See, because I did think about Ratatouille earlier and thinking, oh, are they going to do a boarding pass for that just to try and spread people around um, Epcot? But then I thought to myself, or are they going to hold out on the boarding pass at Epcot and use it for Cosmic Rewind? Mm. And in Magic Kingdom, they use it for Tron Light Cycle. Yeah. Okay. You know, 
I do think there's more to come um, when it comes to my Disney experience. I have also put, like I said, um, a little arrow pointing next, pointing away from the My Disney Experience part of my um, document here with the words Disney Genie question mark. So uh, explain what that is, Danny. So Disney Genie was a new park app that they announced at the D23 Expo. Was it last year or the year before? 19, uh, wasn't it? 19. It wouldn't have been 20. No one did anything in 20. Um, so, yeah, in 2019, I believe it was. You're right. And this app was basically, it was Disney's version of touring plans put into an app. Um, so you would basically give the app all the information it needs and it will basically spit out a sort of hour, minute by minute, hour by hour schedule for you to do. Um, it will also let you know, it will send you a push notification when wait times are low for a certain attraction. Mm-hmm. So let's say the G- the Genie app knows that it's, you know, if it was myself and Nikki with the two boys, it would know that we've got two young boys. So if Peter Pan was a 15 minute wait, they would send me a push notification saying, Oi, Peter Pan's flight is a 15 minute wait. You might want to head over there now to ride it. And from what I can gather is it was all going to be linked with the magic bands and that trackability of the magic band. So the app would know where you were via the magic band and the GPS on that, or however they do the the tracking in quote marks. Um, so it was just going to be something that was there to help you with your day to day activities in the park. Um, but we've not heard anything about it since the D twenty three Expo. Yeah, it's it's not come about, has it, Andy? Uh, right, so my theory is this. Okay, um, I think there's a couple of things behind uh, the magic bands. I think although they 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 reusable plastic polymers, I think Disney is obviously trying to cut down its manufacturing costs. So I think they're gone. I, I I'm I'm dubious about the key to world cards, but I think Disney's going to try and look at some format where you'll be asked to return them at the end of your holidays. I, I don't know. What I think they're moving into is this. I think they're going to move into the smart technology environment. So we mentioned, obviously, the apps capable of opening your room doors. So let me let me ask you both this question. Um, out with you two guys, who's got like a smartwatch, like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit? Yeah. Right. How long before there is a link to your Fitbit where your magic band is on your smartphone or your smart device? And that's my fear. I think Disney, being the innovators that they are, that's the way they're going. That's right. interesting. Yeah. And I reckon by 2022, 2023, the Disney Experience app will be available on most smartwatches with a limited functionality that you can use that to scan yourself into the parks. Wow. 
Yeah, I never thought about that, to be honest. Um, and how do you think that will interact with the Genie app and stuff like that? Well, it'll, it'll, it'll all be built in, so uh, I apologise to the listener. I uh, I am very techie. I'm an IT specialist. Um, they can build an app from the ground up that already does this. So when you use, uh, for example, your NatWest app on your Apple Watch to do contactless payment, uh, this is what's known as near... Uh, source transmission so it doesn't need to be like a micro burst like you know transmitting a signal from Manchester to London it's just literally a couple of inches and it'll, that's all it will be the, the the panels will change I think you'll still keep your existing sort of magic panned channels now the, the little boos as you go into the park and see everything but it'll be in what they call an NFR transmission off your smart device you'll literally double click it right Apple, uh, Disney ticket, click, click. And what they'll also do to limit contact on the out, because w- one of the things I keep on hearing from my company is that they're not so much worried about COVID-19 now. I mean, it's a, it's a concern, but the big question in everybody's mind is, what's next? So future planning, if you, Danny, obviously you've gone away with Nick and the kids, have the tickets on your device, you will scan your family in. There'll be somebody there with a smart device, say, They'll turn on and say, all right, hiya, Mr. Perrin. Uh, so this is your beautiful wife. These are your lads. Excellent. Got their details. Fantastic. Off you pop. And that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I see this being the way forward. I mean, you've got to think of it this way. Um, Disney's been around for over 100 years. And although the parks haven't been around over for 100 years, um, companies like this have a long hit memory. This is the second time in 100 years that we've had a global pandemic. And their thoughts are going to be, do we need to plan for the next 100 years? Is it more likely something like this is going to happen again? It may be that Magic Bands come back in 10 years, but I reckon the future is going to be you using smart technology because it fits into their ethos of uh, renewable sources. And it also fits into Disney being an innovator in technology. So, yeah, the apps are here to stay. Genie, whatever its iteration is going to be, It'll all be one app has it all because it doesn't know. It's got your park reservations on it. It's got your tickets. It's got your dining. That can all be linked to an RFID reader of your smart reader uh, of your smart device. That's it done. Boom. Yeah. Well, it does look like the Genie app is still coming. Yeah. I've just found a little thing. So at the 2020 IAPA conference that they did, um, uh, November last year. Um, they did. They did have a quick chat about the Genie app. It is still on its way, but obviously, it was originally announced that the app was going to be available late 2020. Um, <laughs> obviously, that never happened. But um, it does look like it's going to be very helpful and very cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad that there's been some chat about it. And uh, that it's it's clearly been on the back burner a little bit, or not spoken about as much, purely because of the situation. Um, but I, I mean, Andy, I find that that whole kind of smartwatch thing really interesting. But of course, we know that uh, that um, magic bands are still very collectible. People collect them; they love them. So 
and there were going to people be people that will not have a smartwatch and will never have a smartwatch. So I don't think we'll ever see the the full demise of magic bands. They'll still be sold. They'll still be uh, you'll still be able to use them and get them. I definitely think that uh, we absolutely loved them as a family. We, we you know it's, they were brilliant when we on our last couple of trips. We just absolutely loved them. Um, but I just find that whole that whole bit really interesting. So. Uh, yeah, that, thank you for thanks for bringing that up because again, it's something I've never really thought about. So uh, yeah, so no, that's, it's that's pretty awesome. It's in the forefront of my mind. I mean, to deviate a little bit from Disney, I know the Chancellor in the UK, the uh, Checker, announced yesterday he was increasing the contactless spending the limit from forty-five yeah. to a hundred pounds. Yeah. I very much think we're moving in that direction. So I, I see Disney doing it. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not next week. But uh, I do definitely think this is the end of the providable park entry system. So they won't be providing tickets or magic bands unless you absolutely have to. And to the point, I see them billing people for key to world's cards in the near future. Right. Well, well, uh, we'll we'll soon see. I'm I'm sure. But uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, well, I just wanted to just kind of touch on a couple of things that you guys have have said and. Uh, and then we'll move on. But uh, Danny, absolutely, with regard to online checking, I do think that you know, obviously this whole technology thing will will definitely play a part, and online checking will definitely be uh, encouraged uh, wherever they can cut staff levels. Uh, you know, concierge and all that kind of stuff uh, in the front desk. That's got to be a win for them. Really, and we know the bottom at the moment. The bottom line is is king right now. Um, we've used mobile ordering a lot while we were in on our last couple of trips. I love that that application. It's so easy to use and it's so quick as well. So definitely get onto that, guys. If you've not used mobile ordering before, uh, when you next get the opportunity to go to the parks uh in the disney parks then definitely use that um i'm really interested to hear about the the boarding group theory that i am i'm totally with you as well on that i think that's a really good shout guardians definitely tron definitely yeah um i I, it just wouldn't surprise me i mean you know it's just a guess (laughs) you know i do i don't know if it's going to happen or not but it wouldn't surprise me if it did yeah, so if we, I just think it's a really good shout. I think it's a great shout. Um, the last thing I was just going to mention this because we've been on this topic for quite some time, and, and rightly so. But um, fast passes. Do you do you think that actually maybe we won't see the return of the fast pass, but we might see a Disneyland style Max Pass come into play? Where oh, that'd be you nice. Know, you pay like twenty dollars, and then you can almost get as many as you can that was that's available, so to speak. Um, Sorry, Danny? Yeah, I mean, I love the idea of the Max Pass. I think it, I think it, it, it works in California, doesn't it? And I'm just thinking, would that work in Orlando? With, with California, the Max Pass works fine because of it. It's more a locals park. Whereas Orlando is more, 
you know, it's more international guests, isn't it? It's more people from overseas or people traveling from within the United States. Will the will the Max Pass system work as well in Orlando as it does in California with the different types of guests that both areas have? Um I don't know if if the Max Pass would work in Orlando. I think what you're gonna I think what you're gonna see is depending on what kind of a resort you're staying in on site, if you are staying on site, I think you will get a certain amount of fast passes per day allocated to you. So if you are staying in a deluxe, you'll get three, as you do now. A moderate, you get two. A value, you get one. Nice, yeah. Um, you know, off-site, you might get one a day as well. Yeah. You know, I don't, it's. I think the whole fast path structure is is change is going to change by the time it returns, and I think, I think this is Disney's excuse to change it. Um. I I quite enjoyed the fast pass plus system. I'm one of these people that do enjoy booking everything and getting everything sorted, and you know, okay, so I'm going to do. Tower of Terror at half nine. We're going to do uh, Rock and Roller Coaster at half ten. And then we're going to do, um, I don't know, uh, Slinky Dog Dash at, uh, at half eleven. Right, yeah. I've got all them sorted for that day. I, I love doing that. I really do. I really enjoy doing all that for whenever we go. Um, but... I mean, I still miss the paper fast passes. <laughs> I still, I still think they worked. Did they work better? I think they did. I think they did one at a time. You know, y- your schedule wasn't so rigid. Um, I just think you're going to see. I think you're going to see a different type of fast pass return when when they do return, and you know if that means that we're going to be charged for them. Or whether it depends on what kind of a result you're staying at on site to be able to get them as a benefit, um, I don't know. But I, I do think they will be back. I just think you're going to see a different kind of version of them. Yeah, yeah. Have you got any further thoughts, Andy? Um, so I don't know a lot about the Max Pass. I'm just uh, looking into it now. Um, I think Disney is very much going to start moving towards a chargeable system. I think they're going to emulate the ah, the past system they have at Universal. So I think Express it'll be... Pass. Yep. So I think it'll be free to guess staying in Deluxe or even DVC Resorts, because that's obviously the people they tend to look after. Um, and I think anybody else can pay for it. And that's exactly what they'll do. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, th- uh, I don't... I don't... Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're probably right. At some point, uh, uh, there'll be a lot of uproar about that, as as always is with changes with Disney. Yeah, but but uh, we're all still gonna go, so we can 
We can moan all we want, but guess what? We're still going to get on that plane and we're still going to go there. So, you know, I can't wait for the uh, the next price increase in nine months' time or whenever they're next going to do it and everyone's going to tell us that they're not going anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sh- yeah, sure, you're not. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, Andy, I interrupted you there. Did, did you have anything further to... Oh no, I'm pretty much on my point there. Um, (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, I think it's fair to say that we all agreed that technology is here to stay. Uh, It's only going to get better. So um, get used to it, folks. Uh, Get onto that My Disney Experience app. Check it out. Get used to that before you go. um, And uh, look out for more technology in uh, time to come let's move on then swiftly to um something that's really close to my heart obviously guys because we all know that i love a bit of food so um the dining plan it's still currently not available and i know for many people on uh who who like to stay on site the dining plan is a real really great addition and obviously for us in the uk we've been blessed over many years uh, over the last, at least over the last 10, to have been able to get offers where free dining has been added to certain room types. Um, I don't foresee that really coming back for a, lot, a while yet, but I'd like to see the return of the dining plan because it's, even if I have to pay for it, then my, I've, it's done. That's paid for and done. Um, you know, um, how do you, Andy, you're a non site uh, guy. How do you feel about? about the dining plan i've used them both iterations i paid for it and i've got it for free um I, I agree mate i like the idea of having new food paid for so then whatever money i've got um is mine to spend um first time i, I stayed on site in 2014 with the family we stayed at the all-star sports and we we didn't pay for the dining plan we didn't get it free um we didn't even get the free breakfast option which came out a few years later um we had to pay for food and then you know you, you buy this you buy that you spend your money here, and then very quickly you've got free reservations left at restaurants and you're like crikey i can't afford it damn um let's cancel stuff if it's paid you know where you stand with money and you know unless you've got a rich auntie back home who's willing to, you know to bail you out when you're on holiday what you've got on holiday is pretty much what you got so I like the idea of it. I like the idea of having the ability to say that my meals are prepaid um, and the only thing I've got to pay for are things that are outside of my dining plan or things that are off-site. Um, so, yeah, I hope it comes back. Uh, I do think very much at the moment the reason it's not there is that because of the way uh, the dining options are limited still. Uh, not Obviously, not every restaurant's open. Um, and I think that if they still were charging people for dining and there was limita- limitations on restaurants, on seating, on people eating, it would open up a whole can of worms. So I foresee that coming back as restrictions release. In, in regards to free dining, I don't see that coming back for a good few years. Uh, free dining, as you say, mate, was always going to be an enticement offer to get people through the door and say, hey, Come to us, it's Disney. Come stay at Moderate, you get the free quick service plan. Stay at Deluxe, get the Disney dining plan. And it was probably the only way I could afford to do the Animal Kingdom Lodge a few years ago, to be honest with you, because my food was paid for. It's the only way I could offset the cost. Um, 
I don't see that coming back for a good five years because they will drive demand, they will drive capacity, and they know people will be biting at the bit to come back to Disney. So they they're a, they have a captive audience. They have that supply and demand. Uh, but yeah, I love it. But generally, I think over the next year or so, there will be very little discounts. There will, and there may be some offers, but I doubt free dining will be in anything. Potentially, only some of the DVC resorts, which they can't, they haven't been able to fill. Uh, that's the only place I can see it. Um, but uh, yeah, anybody that feels that they're entitled to free dining out there, guys, you've got to get over it, uh, or you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna go. And that's just my. My ten pence worth on that one, um, but uh, yeah. So, I, but I love the dining plan. I also, it, it, I also pay to upgrade from the quick to the, the Disney dining plan. I think that's well worth the money, mm-hmm. personally. Um, it's really, really worth doing. So, do, do consider that. You know, if you, well, you're not going to get it for free, but in the future, if they do kind of bring it back to entice people to get over there, um, you know then consider upgrading the other thing that i really like at the moment uh, and i don't know about you guys uh is the fact that the advanced dining reservations system is you can only make advanced dining reservations 60 days beforehand uh not six months 180 days beforehand um i I much prefer this Uh, um how do you feel andy um yeah i think it stops people clogging up dates because people will will just clog up dates they're you know, the pure sake of it. But at the same time, um, you know, the availability is not going to change, I don't think, for people. You know, if you're going on the... Let's say, for example, Lewis, you're going on the 1st of September, I'm going on the 1st of September, and Dan's going on the 1st of September. The availability is just going to be the same. It's just that you're going to need to get in that day of, get your uh, dining reservations booked as quickly as possible. Um, I mean, say la vie, if you don't get them. At the end of the day, it's not much you can do. You know, there's still a risk at six months out that you're going to try and book that all-famous, you know, seat at Garden Grill and find out that they're all gone. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I... Yeah, I mean, I think it will... I think the other thing about this is that it will spread out the... Because there's a loads of amazing restaurants out there, and some as we've talked about before, and, and you, you might, you know, we might talk about it in the future that uh, there's so many great restaurants out there that never kind of, they're not the popular ones. They don't get used quite as often. I, I'm thinking, of, for example, The Wave. It gets great reviews, but yeah. not a lot of people know about it. So, mm. um, you know, um, Danny, have you got any thoughts on the 60-day the uh, ADRs? Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Not really. Nothing that's any different to what you guys have already said, if I'm honest with you. I don't think there's there's much more I can add to that part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine. No, that's fine. I just wanted to see if you had any other things. But, like, you know, I, I pref- much prefer the fact that I don't have to think six months in advance what I might want to eat uh, on July July the 30th. So uh, it's uh, quite... It's just quite quite a good move for me um one of the things I, I should have talked about a little bit earlier and this is not a major thing but it's it's just something for people to be aware of and i think by the time we kind of get to go back from here in the uk it, it might not be such a big deal but you know park hours are constantly changing and um how, how do we think about feel about that i mean we've 
been significantly reduced while the 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 park capacity was reduced uh and especially in the early days they were kind of getting less and less and less and we're seeing them expand a lot more now um an hour here an hour there uh, what how do you think what do you see the future of the park hours do you think they'll go back to normal quite quickly i do Danny? yeah i do yeah yeah i think i think the further we get into the vaccines and people getting vaccinated and things like that i think you are going to see um i think you are going to see an increase of those park hours and i think i think the park hours will the park hours and the park capacity will go hand in hand i think if you start seeing the park hours start creeping up uh, to make longer days i think that's going to be a telltale sign that the the capacity of the park is also increasing so um I think it's as as things as things flow and as things move on, um, the later the parks will open and the more people will be allowed in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything different on that, Andy? No, to be honest with you, I think Dan's pretty much hit it on the the, yeah. the nail on the head there. Really, I, I totally agree. Yeah, indeed, I do. Um, it's just like I say, it's just something to be aware of and. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how that it affects things like um, it's not ma extra magic hours. What's the other thing that they do in the the evenings, like the paid, you know, three hour? Since, oh, uh... the um, um, oh blimey! Yeah, I know. I've just completely it's just completely gone out of my head. Yep, same here. Evening anyway. hours of magic fun plus. Yeah. You have to pay like about $149 per person to enjoy uh, pretty much, you know, three hours of Magic Kingdom with about 5,000, 10,000 other people. No, 5,000, let's say that's, you know, it's pretty much empty and you can eat as much ice cream and make yourself sick as, you know, as, as quickly as you can. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, do we see those kind of coming back into play again as soon as possible? Or do you think... That Disney have to be a bit more cautious on this. I think it there's depends be, how yeah. much money the company need. Yeah, there's going to be more e-ticket events and stuff like that, like uh, Moonlight Magic. All that is coming back very, very quickly. Not the free versions of DVC, the ones where people get billed for it, because they'll start doing stuff like that as quick as they can. In yeah. fact, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we start seeing tickets for uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party going on sale soon. Oh, serious? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah well, yeah, it's it's getting to be about that time where we have to, you know, uh, to start uh, promoting the uh, Mickey's Not So Scary, and then it'll be a couple of months, and then they'll be doing the uh, the March. Christmas shows. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So, uh, well, okay. Let's move on, guys. Let's move on um, to character meet and greets. So. Obviously, character meet and greets and character dining, particularly, that they've changed quite considerably. Again, this is probably quite an easy, an easy win, so to speak. I mean, they're kind of, they're clearly going to want to get back to character meet and greets and character dining in its truest form as soon as possible. Or do you think that people quite like the the interactive but non touchy feely kind of way that? 
the the characters are uh, around the parks and 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 interacting. I'm seeing quite a lot on on the on um, on YouTube videos, and you know some of it's been really quite sweet. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Andy? I think it's like most things, mate. It'll be around for as long as it needs to be. Um, Disney will sell. Um, so obviously, from the UK perspective, the Memory Maker is something that we've been used to again for many many years, and it's a free perk for yeah. UK. Um, or anybody gets the ultimate pass. I remember a time it wasn't. I remember it was a charged product, and I can see it going that way again because yeah. Disney will want another cash cow. They'll want another way to rate make revenue. And so the second they can start doing pictures of you stood next to Mickey Mouse with your arm round and giving the big guy a hug, they'll start doing it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with, I'm with you. I remember um, we went in... T- 2009 and um the the family that we were with they they um it was a kind of thing i think it was the first or second time that they'd been and um they loved it so much i think they were spending like 200 dollars on a a cd with all the photos on in so, we've done that yeah 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 definitely 2005 port orleans we did that mum and dad spent over 200 quid on a cd full of all the photo pass tickets and uh, tickets pictures um yeah, safe to say, um, they they never did that again. Yeah, yeah. Do I mean? Yeah, Danny. Do you see? I I, I take it you also foresee it changing back to the way do, it was as soon as possible. Yeah, I do. Um, I think I wouldn't be surprised if, um, so in Epcot over by Imagination, they've got the the little field area. Um, mm-hmm. behind the fence and uh, Joy from Inside Out and I think Winnie the Pooh and yeah. Chip and Dow have also been out there. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that stayed. Yeah. Just as a just as a, a separate interaction. Because yeah. um, from what I've seen online that I think they look really fun. Yeah. I, th- I do think really they cute. look really fun. Yeah. yeah. Like the kids, the kids seem to love it. And they, yeah. um, like they, they, they follow the characters around and the characters play little games with them as they do it, as they're doing everything. I just think it looks really fun and really cute. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they stayed, but then again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they left when everything went back to, as normal as it can be as well. Um, yeah. I think it's one of those things that Disney are going to look at and go, okay, do we need to pay a cast member to be the friend of Joy or the friend of Chip or the friend of Winnie the Pooh um, and, and, have, and, and have them look after the character in a field? Yeah. The answer's probably no. Yeah. Um. But I'd quite like to see that kind of interaction stay. Me too, if I'm honest. I I, I would really like to see that those kind of additional touches stay, because we kind of one of the things, we always kind of thought say about Disney's lost its magic in some way, shape or form. But you know there do seem to be so many different little cuts that that make that's always made Disney that little bit more special, and I. I 
just you just kind of have that feeling that you just want them to kind of keep a few things in place and that's something i think is really lovely and you know other and cast and, and characters up in the balconies waving down you know stormtroopers with their guns sh- shouting at people yeah um that that kind of stuff i think just makes the difference yeah agreed yeah agreed 100% so keep that one in disney if you could that would be great thank you please we said we said so oh yes please pretty please for a cherry on top um okay let's move on let's move on guys um so this is some for some this will be a deal breaker for whether they go back or not the we have heard recently in our last show that disney are testing fireworks which is positive but and some of the shows are kind of coming back in a reduced capacity but not all of them and there's definitely a lack of parades but they've been replaced with cavalcades and the other thing is behind the scenes tours they've they've also all stopped but you know it's particular particularly at fireworks shows and parades they are quintessential to your disney experience um and some people will not go back until they're back in place. Uh, at what stage do we see them coming back? And will they come back in the truest form, Andy? Um, yeah, I think I think we've said this a thousand times tonight. We're probably going to say it a thousand more times before we're done. It's something Disney wants. It's always been there. It's a great diversion to pull people away from rides, get them out, get them back to the food stands and the, the merch stands. Um, it will have to come back eventually. Yeah. When? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think the answer is going to be the same answer I've given you all night. It's going to be as and when it's safe and suitable to do so. Yeah. I mean, I, I quite like the idea of those cavalcades just st- staying around. I mean, I've not f- physically witnessed them personally, but from what I see, it's quite nice just having that kind of random character cavalcade coming through and not having to stand and keep your spot for like an hour in a hot pavement um for the three o'clock parade i mean we all know that had the tradition of the three o'clock parade but you know um i i personally would like to see those cavalcades continue uh at, at random points uh is anybody what do you think about that danny do you keep those um do you know what? I'm, I'll, I'll start with the fireworks really quickly on my. Okay, good. So fireworks, I think they'll be back as per normal. We know they're testing harmonious now, so it's um, even with those hideous barges sitting in the lagoon. Um, I think in terms of shows, I think shows will be back as well, because I think what they'll either do is to start with, they'll bring them back and space out the rows, um, and start it all up that way or they'll just they'll just wait until things go back as normal and um and then the shows will come back as normal in terms of parades before the pandemic started uh animal kingdom had no parade hollywood studios had no parade epcot had no parade magic kingdom had a parade but I really don't care for it anymore. Um, I'm sort of done with the Festival of Fantasy Parade now. 
yeah. at this point. Um, I'm so done with it. Um, I would be more than happy for the parades to be a thing of the past and the cavalcade stay. I would have zero issue with that at all. Yeah. I, you know, I think they might do, actually, personally. Yeah. Um, but I think, so I think, you know, as we've said all along, we're pretty sure that fireworks will come back as soon as they can, as with shows. I mean, we don't feel that, you know, as we've talked about cost cutting, that some of the shows may not return. Or do you think they'll all return? I don't think, I think, I think we've seen the last of Voyager, the Little Mermaid. Um, Yeah, I I don't think that's coming back. I'll be very surprised if that comes back. Um, Because from what I've read, they they are they are already thinking of something else in that space. Um, Any ideas what they're thinking of? Are at the minute, no. Um, At the minute, no. Um, it, didn't the sign kind of come down and then went back up again and came did. down again? And yes, it did. Again. Yes, it did. Yeah, they, they they took it down, then put it back up again. Um, you know, things like Beauty and the Beast, I think, will come back, even though I do think it's time for a change now. There, uh, an update. Yeah. As much as yeah. I love that show, as much as I love that show, and I I love I love going to see it. Um, it's it's time for a, something new to go into that space. Um, Phantasmic has needed a um, a refurb for the longest of times. Um, yeah. It needs a it needs a story change. It also needs a update for the props of the show as well. Um, you know, I think I still throw, love it though. Oh, don't yeah, don't get me wrong. So do I. I it just it's in it is in need of an upgrade. Mm. California's is a million times better. Isn't it just the, the pirate ship and that? Yeah. Even though they've now changed that to Pirates of the Caribbean, in in the California version, it's not Peter Pan anymore. It still looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, You know, I think Frozen sing-along's not going anywhere. It's Frozen. No. Um, yeah. You know, these, these, these shows, these shows will be back. I just think the only one at the moment on the on the chopping block for me is the Voyage of the Little Mermaid, because um, you know don't forget Voyage of the Little Mermaid was only meant to be a temporary show yeah, to promote the film when it came out, and that was that was over twenty years ago now. And also that that show's been like cut down, cut down. I mean, it used to be like twenty minutes, and it went down to fifteen. Then it went, and all, like all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like a 10 minute thing where literally she comes out, she sings a song like Sebastian and all the, the fluorescent guys come, come out and then they do the, the Ursula thing and then she's back. They, they get married and that's the whole story. <laughs> it's, just like, it's, it's just like, that's it. So there's a whole chunk in the middle. That's just missing. Well, so, I think, uh, I think if they are going <laughs> to reopen it, what they should do is everyone sits in their seats. The little mermaid logo comes on the screen. Then the lights just come on and everyone has to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely going yeah. to score, isn't it? I, I would say yeah. again, it is another show that I absolutely adore. I think it's cleverly done. It's brilliant for something that was made quick and on the cheap. And it's, it, it, it's, it is a lot of fun. 
I love yeah. the music of the Little Mermaid, but for me, job done on that now. It's time for something else. A Moana show, maybe. Um, I don't know, Tangled. Well, think about this quite you got. I mean, you've got the Star Wars mm. stuff there, haven't you? I mean, at the risk of overkilling Star Wars, is that that whole square to me sort of died a death since the, the Disney Junior stuff stopped, stopped doing properly. Um, I think it's time they did something. I mean, that whole sort of meet and greet with Chewie, Kylo, and BB 8 needs moving over to, uh, to the Star Wars land. And they need to do something revamped with that whole area. And I think it's a good opportunity to, you know, we did this in week one, episode one, we talked about revamping with new IPs. What could they put in there? Did they do it like a Disney Junior land, like, you know, CBB's land and Alton Towers? Well, the the Disney Junior show's just been recently updated to the um, the Disney Junior dance off um, show that debuted in California about a year prior to it. So just before, yeah. um, just before the pandemic hit, it, it just debuted a brand new show. Mm. So that's been updated with with the likes of Mickey and the Roadster Racers and and, and, and all the some of the newer stuff um, that is on Disney Junior now. But yeah, I don't know what you can do with that area. It's such a weird area. Yeah. Because they've yeah. lumped in, they've lumped Launch Bay in there for some strange reason. And, and then you've got the Voyage of the Little Mermaid and Disney Junior. It's like one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely. It's bizarre that area. It is. It's yeah. so bizarre. I, I, I mean, Hollywood Studios has has had that kind of hodgepodge of kind of bits here and there, hasn't it, for quite a while. I mean, you now got Galaxy's Edge with Star Tours out out the way of it. You know, it's uh, it doesn't kind of feel like it all fits together. Well, that's quite it right, because. But... Don't forget as well that the old the old theming of Hollywood Studios was it was a working back lot. Yeah. So everything being all over the place kind of made sense because that's what a back lot is. Yeah. You know, you'll have one movie in one part of the back lot, another one in another. So having Disney Junior, the animation court uh, in the animation courtyard, and the animation show, and then Voyage of the Little Mermaid all in the same area. It didn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that weird. Kind of made sense, yeah. But now you've got Verge, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, Disney Junior, and Star Wars Launch Bay, all in a section of the park still called Animation Courtyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what's no. going on? Yeah, <laughs> and and, and um, hopefully some of that will change, particularly now. Um, Galaxy's Edge is open, so. Launch Bay is not going to be required uh, as much. So uh, I'm sure we could talk about this section for quite a while, but I think we just need to move on now, guys. And I'll just rattle through a couple more things. So um, just I think this is more to make people aware of rather than a discussion item. But we still need to be aware that restaurants and some resorts and some restaurants are still not open. Um, particularly resorts, some major resorts are still not open and still don't actually have an opening date. So the Disney All-Star Music and Sports Resorts don't have any uh, have an opening date yet. 
Um, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Andy, does not have a an opening date yet. Jumbo uh, House Ford doesn't. Walking... No, uh, the the Jumbo House. Is it the Jumbo House? Yeah, Kidan is open. Yeah. yeah. So the DVC section is, but the hotel essentially isn't. Yeah. Um, the um, Disney's uh, Boardwalk Inn isn't open, and really controversially, the Port Orleans resorts are still not opening open yet, and they don't have a a date for reopening, as far as I'm aware, as of checking today. So, uh, you know that I find that quite strange that those two resorts are still sort of hanging in the balance. Really, um, the other thing there's still some key restaurants that are not open. So for example, Ohana's Casey's corner and my favorite Wolfgang puck express. Uh, and that's, so I'm just, I just think people just need to be aware that there's still, there's still things are changing. And of course we all know that these will reopen as, and when it is safe to do so. And you know, when the capacity is full enough to, to take more guests. Uh, I can only assume that by the end of 2021, all of these resorts should be open. Don't you think? Fingers crossed, though. Fingers crossed. You'd like you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. The other thing we just mentioned in our list is like the future of Disney transportation. So we know that the minivans have gone, which is a real shame. I really wanted to try those out, and I don't know whether they're going to come back in the future. Um, the Epcot monorail isn't running, so you can get the monorail to Magic Kingdom from the transportation centre, but you can't go to Epcot via the monorail at the moment. Um, obviously, the introduction of the Skyliner is a big plus, uh, so that's obviously going to take be taken into consideration, and we know that's going to be continued in the future, but uh, it's worth mentioning. And the other thing that we need to kind of think about is the fact that Buses don't run between resorts, so that kind of, I don't know whether that might come in, into play in the future as well, but I doubt it. But uh, you guys have got any thoughts about transportation uh, at all? Uh, anything that particularly sticks out there for you? Um, not, not particularly. Um, in terms of the minivans, um, have they started selling those vans off now? I believe they have, yeah. The uh, yeah. So I think the end of the problem with the minivans was the it was all leased. Um, That's it, yeah. Yeah. So the, the leases have expired. Obviously, Disney not looking to, you know, obviously looking to cut co- uh, cut costs. Have just decided, you know, ultimately, yeah, we're going to cut them out. Um, I think it's it's been the same from the digging I've done. I think it's been the same with the Magical Express that their uh, contracts have come to an end with Mia's. And yeah. they've decided ultimately not to renew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. indeed. And, and talking of Magical Express, let's just move very swiftly on to our, the last thing that is on, on the list. And, you know, we have seen over the last six months or so, and, and beyond that, a lot of changes to the 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 benefits of staying on site property on property uh, at Walt Disney World. Now we've already discussed within this uh, podcast already the fact that there's no longer any free magic bands, which 
you know, to some people, that's a big loss. So others, it's not. I mean, they're still selling at reduced rate for five dollars, so it's not like a massive outlay. Um, the magic hours have been reduced, which was a bit of a shock. Uh, specifically, evening magic hours are no longer. Just all parks are getting an extra. Th you can go into every park thirty minutes beforehand if you're staying on site. Uh, as Andy's just said, there's from the end of this year there's not going to be any magical express any longer and the other thing that's been going on for quite some time but was always a benefit of staying on site be before i think 2018 uh around about that is when it's changed is the parking charges so if you stayed on site you weren't charged for parking now if you're staying in a resort depending on what type of resort you stay in you pay a charge uh, you know different uh, rates of charges for which resort you stay stay in guys my my question is and i think you guys know it's coming is is this is it still worth staying on site or should we actually really consider thinking about uh, is off-site better value um i think that's you know is, and do we see anything of these kind of ch things changing do we see any benefits coming back or any benefits for to staying on on site in the future, um, Danny? I'll go to you on this one first, if you don't mind. I think, I think the staying on site all comes down to what's convenient to you. Now, you know, in terms of magic hours, yes, we said they're going, um, but you're still going to get that thirty-minute entry. Uh, to get into eat any whichever park you're reserved into that day, so you'll be able to get in thirty minutes early. Um, okay, Magic Bands—they're not a deal breaker for me. Well, I would probably just buy one anyway. Um, Magical Express is the—you know—that would be the main one for me. But um, the wife drives, so she has said that she will give driving a go. Um, when we go next time so you know okay so magical express now doesn't entirely bother me um the only thing with driving is obviously that that charging for parking every night which yeah. okay we would just have to factor that in without saving for spending money and and put that all to one side because we know that we're going to get charged it anyway um i think it all depends like i said I think it will just depends on the convenience for you if you if you want to be that person that's going to be that's going to be in the disney bubble or you want to be in that disney bubble and that's all you're going to do is disney and and nothing else then i would i would still say stay on site if you're looking to do a day at the beach, Universal Orlando, SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, Legoland, and and every, you know more stuff that's in the Orlando area rather rather than just Disney, then it might be worth having a look offsite or a villa or something along the lines of that because you can probably find some really good prices for offsite hotels because they're off-site hotels and and you're not in that disney bubble and those prices will be less because of it yeah yeah, yeah. and so you got it, any thoughts 
Sorry, sorry, Danny. So I was just going to say it also will depend on your budget too. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the only the only thing I was going to say, Andy, on this is uh, I remember it's I don't know if it was yourself or somebody mentioned that maybe fast passes may be brought in to be a benefit for staying on site. Uh, was that was that you? I mentioned that I think there'll be a benefit for people yeah. staying in the deluxe. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's not going to change anything, uh, purely because of the, as I've mentioned beforehand, I am a owner, uh, a DVC owner. Now, the reason this isn't going to change anything for me is that I've got the capacity with my purchase to stay for my full two weeks at this current time. And I want to, I want to preference with that statement. Uh, the Disney perk is that DVC owners will continue to get free parking at resorts and will continue to get free parking in the parks. And that is an owner's perk at this time, uh, on this particular date in March of 2021. Again, I preference this because as Danny will back me up, there's been owner perks that we've had for years, and all of a sudden Disney's gone, nope, and that's it, they've gone. <laughs> Stuff as a, I think at one point you got free uh, concierge parking, or discounted um, concierge parking. Yeah, I believe you did. Yeah, one yeah. of the one of the other. Yeah, yeah, and these would go. So that 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 makes it simple for me to stay in terms of those. Um, the thing with DVC is obviously at the moment I'm still paying mine through finance because of my personal financial situation. But let's say hypothetically you're in a position to buy that outright. Annual dues aside, the reason you buy DVC and we're going to cover this in a future show is. Because your personal belief that you're going to be doing a Danny Perry and going every year for 32 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I would love to wonder what your mum and dad might have saved if they had bought DVC many, many years ago. You know, that would be an interesting conversation to have with your mum. Yeah. Me, uh, it negates a lot of the cost. However, um, I think the one thing that's going to make this a stay or play for me is what happens with those owner perks in the future. Because the second they start getting the point that you you know for, you know, and it shouldn't be an elite status, but to a degree it is. If you know you don't get any better perks for being an owner than you do being a cash rate room up buyer, then I'm probably going to start looking at staying at places like the Rosen Inn or Holiday Inn or somewhere like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a, this will be an ongoing debate, really. Uh, and I think it's definitely a watch this space as to what Disney decide to do with for the on-site guest. Um, and as we've already said, at this point, with the 50th anniversary coming up and the pent-up demand, because people haven't really been able to go, they're on a win-win right now. Yeah. Uh, I would suggest that come three, four, five years' time, when the hype has all kind of calmed down and there's not a celebration to go to and it's just a general holiday and actually people are feeling the effects, the real effects of the pandemic financially. I think that um, we might see them them having to do something else. Uh, so uh, I so I, I think at this point in time, as as you mentioned earlier, Andy, I think one of the things that they can do to really help the on-site guest is is the the fast pass adding fast passes into their the um their reservation and i think actually it was danny that said if you 
where you know you know and um a deluxe you get four fast passes a, a moderate you get three uh a, a value you get two and if you want offsite you get one um something like that would probably mm. probably work uh, in their in their favor but uh, the for me you know there's always a a magic with staying on site disney anyway you're just within that bubble and that alone can sometimes and the and the cast members are in the main absolutely lovely and very good uh at uh at keeping that disney magic alive so i i would still want to pay to be in that in that bubble that disney bubble but um yeah it, i still think for many people it's going to be a tough decision financially going forward so so there you have it guys that's uh our list of things that we need to be aware of more disney world and what they think what the future is going to hold for them and i think we've been pretty thorough there i really do think we have <laughs> yeah it's taken us long enough <laughs> yeah that was going to be an hour wasn't it <laughs> yeah oh, never mind uh, oh, we well. don't do one hour yeah oh it works people are enjoying the show so uh, well, you know what, obviously that brings us to the end of this week's episode, so we would like to thank you for listening. Or uh, At this particular moment in time, we're not uploading the episodes to YouTube. Uh, there is a reason for this. So this week, um, uh, we're releasing two episodes. One is a uh, episode that we recorded a few weeks on the back of our favourite um, quick service restaurants. It is the second part of that, uh, which is our favourite table service restaurant. So you get a, a double bubble, or to quote Rocky Horror Picture Show, it is a science fiction double feature, ladies and gentlemen. So that brings me to my point. Uh, next week, uh, as we mentioned, uh, this Sunday, Danny is doing his show with his brother, Matt. Uh, do what makes you marvel on the Get Key YouTube channel. Um, it is an auspicious end to the season for WandaVision. I, I, I've enjoyed it. I know you've enjoyed it, haven't you, Danny? Oh, it's been one of the best things I've ever watched. Oh, the, the amount of oh, memes coming out of it. Honestly, it has been um, it's been a hell of an emotional roller coaster this this season of Wonder Vision. Um, I have I've adored every moment, and that includes those first two really weird episodes that we got. That was just the start of something special. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I can't wait for uh, what's the next one? Is it's um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh, Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier on the. Uh, uh, I want to say. Yes, nineteenth, I think. Eighteenth, oh, yeah, nineteenth or eighteenth for the Yeah, week, right? wow, amazing um, stuff. Uh, Friday the nineteenth of March is when uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts, nice. so, and then it's Loki after that. Oh, I mean, so yeah, of course we have got your uh, is he you, you, your little brother, isn't he, Matt Matt Perrin, um, yep. who's going to be joining us on the show, uh, and it is going to be our first ever video episode. We're going to be doing many things, so uh, we're going to be chatting over video chat because, of course, social distancing is still in effect in the UK. Uh, we're going to be showing you our first ever uh, intro with music and video, which will be edited into the video, which means. Uh, come next Saturday, which I believe 
my wonderful phone is going to tell me it's the 13th. Correct me if I'm wrong, gents. Nope, nope you're right, 13th. 13th. That's right. Uh, will be our first ever live, well, not live, pre-recorded video episode coming onto YouTube. Um, we're also going to be launching this weekend our first ever uh, advert trailer that we're going to be posting on all social media channels. But if you want a sneak peek of that, you want to see it before anybody else, this weekend, tune in to our friends Get Binky as they host not one, but two Rockstar Bingos. And you'll be able to see not only the trailer for our shows, but as well as a trailer for the Do What Makes You Marvel show coming up with you and your younger brother Matt this weekend. Yeah, boy. So thank you to my co-hosts. Uh, guys, let's go around the room. So I know I didn't mention your channels at the start of the show, completely blanking at the time. Um, let's start with you, Danny. Danny, do you want to mention how people can get in touch with you and what your platform is? Absolutely. Um, so as I've said before, if you want to, you can add me as a friend on Facebook. I've got no problems with that. Just search for Danny Perrin and I'll accept you as a friend. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Perring with a parent underscore with underscore the underscore mouse. Um, and you can also follow me on Twitter um, at Perrings Mouse. If you want to follow my Disney Twitter, I do have a personal Twitter, which is at Danny Perring, um, which you can also follow on there. Um, but just be aware that a few naughty words are sometimes tweeted on my personal Twitter. You? Me? Yes, yes, me. He's blue. A few, he's blue. A few words. A few. Just a he's, few. He's blue. Check <laughs> him out. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. sometimes, sometimes. Uh, brilliant stuff. And what about you, Lewis? Where can people reach out to you and what are your, uh, your platforms there? Okay, so you can contact me personally through my facebook account so if you really want to uh do a friend request then please do that's absolutely fine um as we've mentioned in the previous shows i own a travel agency business called your great adventures and i'm very proud to be the official sponsor of this show uh we do uh we are an abta bonded uh and uh travel agency uh we supply adult protected holidays package holidays uh, all around the world, but we specialise, of course, in the US and Florida. So uh, you can find me on Facebook or uh, on Instagram, all at Your Great Adventures, and also at www.yourgreatadventures.co.uk. And if I may, I also want to tell you about Your Florida Adventures, uh, where we chat to our guests about uh, their love of Florida, and we find out their hints and tips to help you plan your next Florida trip. That's a YouTube show, and uh, please do check us out on YouTube. Just at your Florida, uh, just type in your Florida adventures, and hopefully it should come up for you. Uh, so that's me. How about yourself, Andy? Uh, so we're on um, most social media, so, so you can find us on Facebook at the Robson Family. Uh, same on Instagram. On Twitter, we have vlogs underscore Robson. We're on YouTube, we are the Robson Family. And on WordPress, we are the Robson Family blog. Uh, we, we took a break last week from our ongoing series regarding autism in our family. Uh, that will be very soon moving on to autism and Disney. Uh, but by all means, feel free to check us all out. Check out our names, uh, our relevant socials. And of course, 
follow do what makes you disney across all social media platforms um thank you very much so if, if you have enjoyed the show and you would like to join our mailing list for updates sound bites and behind the scene clips please email us at do what makes you disney podcast at gmail.com um i put this out there but obviously next weekend we will be doing a video uh version of the podcast as well as the audio uh if you do want a sneak peek at our forthcoming um intro with music for the podcast you need to be a member of that mailing list if you get that mailing list i will send you a sneak peek of that out this coming week on wednesday before anybody else gets to see that so only way you're going to see that is by signing up uh, you can also follow us as i say on twitter instagram and of course facebook where you will find up-to-date information on future shows news and generally what we fear up to and don't forget if we are available on all good podcast sites everywhere like, follow, and subscribe to show you get to hear it first. Five stars, comments are always appreciated. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Do What Makes You Disney podcast. But until then, stay safe and remember to always do what makes you Disney.